she popped up at the General Hospital. Is it called General Hospital? It is called General Hospital. Welcome back to the last episode of the penultimate week of Generally Not at a Hospital. (laughs) Can we do every intro that dramatically? (laughs) Yes. The last four. Welcome to the last Monday episode. Welcome to this. Um, I'm Julia. I'm Claire. Let's talk about General Hospital. Um, Okay, so this episode was really hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) I just was going... I mean, I know know the characters are going through a lot, but I'm really going through a lot. Because, like, a lot of interesting things happened, but I, I didn't care about any of them because I just wanted to get to the custody hearing. So, I, I, I didn't take... So, was, was the build-up and tension and, and set-up for the custody hearing more or less, like, you know, tension-inducing than all the build-up to the five-year-old's birthday party? Well, all of them are clips for the build-up to the epic photo shoot, <laughs> um, which was also funny that it was the same day um, for the drama. Um, yeah, yeah. Almost, about equal, I would say. Amazing. Um, but it was very distracting, because that's all I could think about, of course. And then all these other plots are moving that I haven't even thought about recently. So it was a lot to process. Okay. And and just a lot of characters, a lot of different unrelated stories. Yeah. Like, the, there were so many cold opens. I think I counted seven. It's a lot. And a lot of stuff gets touched on that I... I'm happy to see, like, Valentine and Laura had a great scene about mm-hmm. his redemption arc, which I'm also interested in. And Nina had a great episode. There was, like, all these storylines that have been dropped off, haven't been picked up recently. But but I just couldn't care right now because I just want to know who Nell got married to. Okay, but we're going to get through it. Um, okay, so, cold opens. Right off the bat, I was delighted because I think I might have mentioned this in previous episodes, how um, the same way they don't use... Uh, brand names, or even in Lulu's or uh, Olivia's emails, they don't use Gmail. They're like so and so at portcharles.com. So they don't really ever reference real life things. But Finn referenced the movie Alien and the movie E.T. He did. <laughs> right in the opening when he's he does that, that, that thing that's funny, like Anna's clearly not paying attention to him, so he starts talking about aliens. Um, but I thought it was funny. They don't really reference pop culture um, that often. We got a Dickens reference. Uh, not too <laughs> yeah. Very topical. Yeah, very topical. We got, I think, a, we got a Harry Potter reference and a Marvel reference. Mm-hmm. But that's all I can really think of. Sorry if you noticed the fan whirring. We caught it and we turned it off. Um, so th- the only reason I was just going to say that's a little surprising, like if I actually interrogate that thought for a moment, is because unlike a lot of other forms of media, soaps take place approximately in real time, and they don't really have to worry about it being dated, because only, like, obsessive fans go back and watch the old clips online. <laughs> I'm so, sorry, that was a good self-burn. Shut up! So, it, you, you'd think there would be more references, because there's not any of, either of those kind of concerns. Yeah. Or even if not things that are copyrighted, no one references memes, no one really uses current slang. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, that was a weird little, little rabbit hole. Um, so, uh, obviously Anna is distracted about Holly, so 
Finn, in a maybe ulteriorly motivated uh, move, is like, you know what's a good thing to do when you're grieving? Make a life-affirming decision. Like, stares at her. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he's going to say, let's get married soon. Um, They've been engaged for a while, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember exactly when, but I think it's been some time. Um, so the next, uh, we see Sasha kind of passed out in her bed. Maxie- Which, okay, sorry, this was just really funny to me because we've been talking... I think from, like, the first episode, or at least the first week, when you were still trying to learn everybody, everyone was, like, wearing red all the time, and it's so confusing, yes. and I'm like, I don't notice, what are you talking about? But when we we saw her, she was, her face was turned away from us, we just saw the red blouse and the dark hair, and for a second I was like, what the fuck has Brooklyn been doing since we saw her, like, five minutes ago at the Quartermain house, like, oh. talking to Michael, to end up here, and she- then I was like, oh, it's Sasha. So you see what I mean now? Yeah, yeah. Um, Brooklyn just took a very, very dramatic nap. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Sasha is kind of passed out. Maxie calls her. Uh, she's late for the photo shoot, which of course dramatically happens the day of the custody hearing to be a good distraction for everyone involved. Or, well, for, for Sasha, I guess. Um, and unlike Chase, uh, Sasha is upset about being late for work. <laughs> so that, that, that was funny. Um, Laura and Jax... Um, sit down at the the Metro Court. Here's why I can't track that it's called the Metro Court. Because it sounds like a shitty food court. Mm. The title mm-hmm. imply, sounds like that to me, but it's like an upscale, nice restaurant, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. There's also not a helpful sign like there is in Charlie's Pub. Oh, right, right. Um, but Laura and Jax kind of sit down, and I, I left a blank space, and I could take no notes, because they were just saying general kind of pleasantries. Yeah. She thanked him for donating to this thing and he asked about the fundraiser and they gave each other a lot of nice compliments and I was just like move it along come on where's Nell where's Nell where's Nell um it was it was really random too because I was like oh, she's gonna ask me how they're connected and I was like I don't fucking know they just seem like to, they're not they're just citizens in yeah. this town together yeah um I yeah that didn't even occur to me because it was all like right there on the tin like mm-hmm. you donated to a charity thank Thanks. you Whatever. Um, and then in the background, we see Laura see that Valentine is meeting with someone mysterious, who immediately was Marty. I just couldn't tell it was him right away. Okay. So I wrote, mysterious person, but it's Marty. So Marty's also Valentine's lawyer, so I wonder mm. if he specifically defends villains. I mean, probably. They're definitely sort of portraying him as a little skeezy. Yeah. But um, to be fair, Diane represents mob people. Right, but... I guess it's that Venn diagram of mob people and evil people. Mm. There's, um, not everyone is a villain who's a mob person. True, true. Is it something I never thought I would say a few <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> um, so, we're circling back to this plot that I keep forgetting about, um, where Marty's like, okay, I acquired more ELQ shares for you. And Valentin's like, cool, I don't have a controlling portion yet, but I'm closer than the Quartermains realize. So he's been scheming. Right. And there's the name drops later in the episode are incredible, and I'm so excited to talk about them. Um, Sasha and Nina bump into each other on the elevator while Sasha's all upset. Um, Carly, this is the extension from last episode, Carly goes to see Chase, mm-hmm. which was good, but not what I was hoping for. And I know that was unrealistic at this point. But she basically, she's like, I regret what this decision, their decision cost you. Um... Michael and Diane meet, are meeting up, and he tells her a little bit about 
his grandfather in the hospital, and she's like, that sucks, but your priority needs to be Wiley, and um, he's, you know, it, it'll be hard enough getting, stripping custodial rights from a mother, and he's like, I think it might be a little easier, and then Willow walks in, and I was like, wait, no one told Diane about the wedding? <laughs> I feel like she should have been, like, one of the first phone calls, like, hey, legally, or is this good, or, like, would... Or, or even a heads up for her strategy for the next day. Yeah. Whatever. So, um, Michael's like, yes, Willow and I got married. And Willow does this great face where she's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was almost... She's so unenthused. Yeah, it was like, this might as well happen. It was, it was interesting. Okay, so those were our cold opens. Um... So yeah, lots of things unrelated to the custody hearing. Alright, so Finn and Anna. Anna's like, oh, you want to plan a wedding? Because, you know, now you're just a party planner after Violet's birthday. And he's like, I sure am. So it's all cute and fine and they're going to get married. Then Robert crashes and like, fuck. Like, he just like hit the ground running zero to 60 like, in one breath, he's like, oh, here you guys are. Life just keeps on going, even after um, uh, people die, I guess. And also, fuck you, Anna, for, t- for don't tell people what I can and can't be told. Which I just had to write down verbatim, essentially. But, like, it was just, yeah, just a lot. And I understand he's upset, but, like, it was just also the, the, the shift in... in um, uh, tactic was so quick they couldn't even react to being yelled at for like living their lives and then it was just accusatory so Robert's going through a thing <laughs> Nina is also going through a thing mm-hmm. um, in the elevator with Sasha who's clearly having a very rough time Sasha's like fine go ahead tell me I'm a horrible person all this stuff and N- Nina's just like I hope you find peace and love and that you're happy Okay, uh, and then and then Sasha is like okay and leaves, and Nina just has this like moment that's clearly a realization that was just good a good acting beat for that actress too Cynthia Watros Cynthia Watros because she was just like I'm having a revelation in this elevator. Um, Maxie and Lulu are freaking out. I should say Maxie is freaking out about uh, deception and Sasha not being there. I think. In the most boring reveal yet, f- for me, because I, I think we had figured this out, or you had told me this, but Maxie confirms it is a cosmetics company from the 90s. Yes. Yeah. Lucy had run it in the 90s, and then it kind of, like, went away, and this is their big relaunch. Right, but right. the reveal portion being, we weren't sure if it was a cosmetics they, company or yes, a magazine. Yes, they yeah, confirmed yeah. it was a cosmetics company. Um, so Sasha kind of crashes in and looks... I think it's so funny. Everyone's like, you look like a wreck and a disaster. And then later it's a transformation because she just looks gorgeous. She just looks like she slept in her makeup or whatever. Yeah, it was like, oh, maybe there's some, like, a couple of, like, tear mascara tracks, but yeah. otherwise it's stunning. Right, right. Get this monster in a makeup chair and fix her now. So, okay, whatever. Um, uh, Lulu has Charlotte with her, and Charlotte is a true Cassidyne. Or, I, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. She is Valentine's daughter because she immediately says something evil and awful. And she's just like, wait, you're the model? You look terrible. Um, and then Nina blows in right behind Sasha and um, like, just is running around 
saying nice things to people she was very recently mad at. Mm -hmm. She says even nicer things later, but she's like, I want to come support you. It was a very, like, aggressive, tough love type pep talk, kind of, to Maxie. It was was sweet, but it was very, like... And it was like she was coming up with it in the moment, and, well, obviously, but, like, she was, she, she starts out, like, I'm here for moral support, um, no one runs a photo shoot like you, I used to re- rely on you all the time, you didn't leave Crimson to fail, go be a star, but also, if the, you better do this, 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 do, like, encouraging, but it's kind of that, like, she switched to tough love right at the end, and it got very aggressive, um, which, which is fun, because then, well, I, I guess we'll get to it, but then Maxie kind of turns that on Sasha in a, in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did, sorry, tiniest sidebar, I'm rewatching Scrubs right now, because I can only watch hospital shows, apparently, and they just did the same thing on, the, on an episode of Scrubs, where, like, JD is supposed to teach someone, train someone new, and he's not doing well, and so he gets yelled at by... Dr. Cox, who's his mentor, and so he turns, but, the, like, that kind of yelling that inspires you, and so he turns around and inspire yells at one of the medical students. So it's that exact thing, which is funny. Um, okay, so I didn't fully track this. So Jax and Laura see Valentine with his lawyer, mm-hmm. and they kind of have a conversation about Valentine that I couldn't figure out what they were talking about exactly. Laura was like, you know, Valentine didn't fight super hard for the Cassadine estate. He could have drawn out this whole court battle over months, but he just took a new DNA test. Maybe he's changing. And I'm like, I'm not sure what that was for. Well, that was the the whole thing with Nicholas's entire plan rested on the codicil to the will that would, I guess, prove that Valentine is not a Cassadine and therefore is not an heir to the estate, so it reverts back to Nicholas and then Spencer, and instead of fighting that through other channels, Valentine consented to the DNA test. No, no, I understand all of that. Oh. I mean, I don't know why Jax and Laura are talking about it. Oh, that I have no idea. Yeah, or like, is she trying to convince him that Valentine might be a good person? Are they, they both seem so unconnected to Valentine. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, again, many, many years ago when Spencer was a baby, Jax was almost his father, but I don't think that's enough for him to really give a shit about the Cassian estate. I guess it's kind of like Laura's just recapping this, and Jack, Jax happens to be there. Yeah, yeah. Jax was kind of unneeded, unnecessary in that yeah. conversation. I, it, honestly, it's probably just because they do some, you know, character, like, partner swapping in scenes a little later, and they needed Jax there to talk to Nina, so they just kind of had to have a scene with him and Laura chatting about nothing. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that sort of makes sense. Um, okay, but then we cut across the cafe to Valentine and Marty the lawyer <laughs> in the most incredible scene. So Valentine's like, okay, um, what ELQ shares did you get me? And Marty says, all right, I got you the shares from Sky Chandler, mm-hmm. Maya Ward, and Lila Ray Alcazar which we had to rewind about four times to catch all that. None of that means anything to me. I'm, I'll, I'll finish this scene, cause, and, then, oh, sure. and then you can tell me. Um, and then Valentine's like, okay, what about Dylan Quartermain? And Marty's like, no, Tracy still owns her son's proxy or something. And then he's like, okay, who are the remaining heirs? Drew Kane's dead. Jason is not interested. <laughs> 
<laughs> and ELQ shares. So who controls their children's shares? Find out about Drew and Jason's children. So I, I know who Dylan is, and I know who Tracy is, because mm-hmm. we did our deep dive quarter main family tree last episode, and Drew and Jason, of course. But who are those other people? Okay, so... Because none of them have been referenced. N- no, no. None of them have been on the show in a while. Um, so, Sky is probably the most interesting. Sky is a character that I think was on all three of the ABC soaps. Played by the same actress. She <gasps> kind of bounced around from soap to soap. And she came... Wait, are all soap operas a single cinematic universe? Uh, no, it's by network. That's why I said all three of the ABC soaps. Okay, so all ABC soaps are a cinematic universe, Correct. for lack of a better term. Okay, Correct. Um, some more, with some crossover, not like crossover episodes, but you'll have characters sometimes cross back and forth. Uh, or they're, they did when the other soaps still existed. So Sky had been on both of the other two ABC soaps, and then she came to General Hospital because her mother um, told her that she was going to reveal to her who her biological father was, but first she wanted to go talk to him. So she follows her mother to Port Charles and sees her talking to Alan Quartermain and is like, cool, you're my dad. Um, and she and Alan like really bond and a lot of other things happen and she had some love interests and blah, blah, blah. And then after like some time, it is revealed that I think her mother lied. I don't think she was, like, in on it. Um, He is not her biological father after all. But by that time, they had bonded, and he, again, don't know how this works in real life, but she was fully an adult. He legally adopted her, so I think she changed her name to Quartermain, and she's part of the whole inheritance thing, and she has, like, shares. Even she's just a random person. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't remember. I don't think it's relevant who her like biological father was. I don't. I assume it was revealed at some point, but it, it wasn't Alan. But he adopted her. Um, I really. I haven't brought her up when we've been talking about Alan and Monica's like other kids because she's been off the canvas for so long, and her other connections in town aren't super re- relevant or recent either. But she is technically one of Alan's kids. Okay. When she was in town, amongst other love interests, including I think Jax, she got involved with. A rival mob person uh, to Sonny, of course, because who else? Um, Lorenzo Alcazar. Okay. And she knew he was in the mob, knew he was dangerous, but kind of was like, whatever. But then she got pregnant and was concerned for her child's well-being. And so I think she kind of went back and forth. Like, she didn't want him in her child's life, and then she did. And then she kind of backed him in a really bad situation, which had not a direct result, but the end result was Alan ended up dying. And she decided to take her daughter and leave him, I think, but he spirited their child away before she could do that. So she pretends she wants to get back together with him. She convinces him to bring their daughter back into town. And the night he does she calls Jason and Sonny and then there's a super dramatic scene where she's like singing a lullaby to her daughter in one room and Jason is shooting her husband in the next room basically so her daughter is Lila Ray Alcazar did I'm sorry 
Did she name her daughter mm-hmm. after Alan's mother, Lila? Yeah. So this dude that for like six months she thought was her biological father and then adopted her as an adult, she named her child in honor of his mother? I don't know where you got six months. She was on the show for years. Oh, so for like several years she thought she he was her father? I think so. I'm not sure exactly when the reveal happened relative to how long she'd been there, but they considered themselves family by the time the reveal happened. So by the time he adopted her, like, they were, they considered themselves family. And and everybody loved Lila. Like, I think Lila was still around when Sky was. So I think, I think Sky knew her personally oh, as well. Okay. Although just, I could be wrong. It seems very tenuous. And I mean, when you by the nature of you explaining this to me in, like, under 30 seconds, I'm like, right. that sounds crazy and flimsy, but yeah. as a relationship, but I guess, okay. Yeah. And, and then, then, well, sorry, really quick, and then the, the other Lila was, remember, Sam and Sonny's biological child, but that, that time she was, she and Jason were playing to raise the baby, who, who she ended up losing, but that, that baby was named Lila as well. Oh, oh. After Lila Morgan. Gotcha. Um, Okay. So then who's my award? Oh, gosh. Shorter, okay. ver- shorter version. Please. It's going to be shorter because I just know so much less about this. Okay. So they've made reference to how Lila was, like, too good, too pure for Edward. Um, one of the reasons was that he cheated on her. So there's a whole other, like, sort of offshoot branch of the Quartermain family with a surname Ward because mm. they never got, they never took his last name. Okay. So that woman, he had at least one kid with, maybe two, and then they're like descendants, effectively. So Maya is like his great great granddaughter through that branch. Okay. A couple of those people have been relevant, but not in recent years. So I'm not even going to get into it. Okay. Um, she was briefly married to Ethan, Holly's son. Um, but. They didn't, they got married, like, in Vegas when they were drunk, so they weren't, like, super in love, and then they parted pretty amicably, um, and she left town. Gotcha. Okay. Whew. <laughs> that was, like, that was a lot. Um, but I think that's a fun, like, Easter egg moment for, for fans, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and it was fun for me, because I'm like, I know who Dylan Quartermain is somehow. Um, that's Ned's brother, right? It is. Different fathers, but they both now go by Quartermain. Cool. Um, and I also wonder if Valentine meant Jason has no interest, like he has no shares in ELQ, or he just literally has no interest in ELQ. Ooh, that's hilarious. Um, definitely the second one. Possibly also the first. I lose track. Mm-hmm. So who controls their children's shares? That's interesting, because that's four children. Oh, no, no, not four, because Oscar's dead. But it's, um, Os- so Drew's children are Oscar and Scout. Mm-hmm. Oscar has passed away. Correct. Um, Scout is Drew and Sam's daughter. Mm-hmm. And then Jason's children are Danny with Sam and someone with Elizabeth. Correct. Jake? Yeah. Um, so there's, that's an interesting question because the parental figures of those three children are... Sam, Jason, Elizabeth, and Franco. Mm-hmm. So presumably Valentine, I guess this lawyer, will go try to dig into them and, and try to get their shares. Yeah. Do you remember what happened to Oscar's shares? Yes. He left them to the cult. Mm-hmm. 
so Shiloh, mm-hmm. who married Nell in prison, mm-hmm. and that's how she got the shares. Correct. So Oscar shares ended up with Nell for some reason. Did they? And then she gave them back to Valentine. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he already, he already has one of the four shares of the, those kids. Those yeah. kids. <sighs> okay. Um, I, you, I know we keep talking about, like, the script su- supervisor who makes sure, like, the nose heals, you know, correctly, or, like, whoever had to make up those emails, but, like, bless their hearts, whoever has to keep track of who has what shares and how much of it and which quartermains are still alive and relevant and who's got what and how those change hands, because, holy shit, it's so annoying as, as yeah. for us to track it all, and they must have, like, fucking spreadsheets. Yeah. They should hire you as a consultant, actually. You'd be very good. Um, All right, so... Carly and Chase have another scene. And Carly was a little... I get what she was doing. She's very good at, like, plausible deniability, which she demonstrates later with the lawyer. But she's, like, talking in the third person, basically, or about what Chase and Sasha did. She's like, if I could thank the people who made it possible for them to get married, I would say these things to that person. And Chase is like, okay... But, um, but she starts out saying, like, I used to think noble people were stupid, but when I needed help, someone helped me, and then links it all back to Chase and, and Sasha. So I don't know who she was describing, maybe Jason? I believe so. She okay. was saying, she was saying, oh, I, I used to think, like, those kind of people were, like, suckers mm-hmm. until someone sacrificed for me and my child. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure she was talking about Jason. Yeah. But she basically was like, I will always cherish your selfless actions. Yeah. What I thought was kind of funny was that she didn't just say Jason. Because there's no reason, she, there's no plausible den- deniability that she needs about the story about her own past. Yeah. But she was like, this person helped me. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was, it was, I thought it was a little weird how vague she was being about her about side of things. Part, right. She just has to make but sure Chase can't tell anyone Carly directly knows. thanked me. It was... Yeah, because the last time one of Carly and Sonny's kids got married under false pretenses, <laughs> Sonny knew about it, and it blew up in a big way. So. Who got married under false pretenses? Uh. Oh, was it Christina? Number? No, it was Morgan. Oh, okay. Morgan knew that Kiki, Ava's deceased daughter, and Michael were not biologically related and rushed her into marriage before she could find out and leave him for Michael, which she ended up doing anyway later. And Sonny knew and kept quiet at first and then decided to announce it at the wedding reception. Um, and so she immediately left Morgan and then Morgan had a big falling out with the whole family and it was, it was, a, it was a big blow up. Gotcha. Um, and that's when he started sleeping with Ava anyway. Ew. <laughs> you keep reminding me of that part. I don't like that part. I love that part. I don't like that part. It was so good. Um, so then Lulu has asked Nina to take Charlotte. Um, so that's cool. And then, um, so they run into Valentine. And uh, Charlotte's like, hey, Papa. You know, I saw someone put makeup on Sasha, and I'm not mad at her anymore. And Valentine was like, okay, well, that's good that you're being compassionate. So He's trying. Yeah. Like, cool. Um, And then, like, okay. So then Jax comes up and they kind of all swap around. And then Nina and Jax are talking and she's like, okay, I need to take control of my life. 
Oh, cool. Um, I just, I'm like, Nell, Nell, Nell. Get to Nell, please. Um, <laughs> this is kind of funny. In a, I felt bad, but Lulu is interviewing um, Sasha prior to this photo shoot. And poor Lulu is just like, for a second, I thought it was going to be like a tabloid t- kind of question. And she was going to be like, so I heard you slept with um, Chase or whatever. But instead, Lulu's like, how do you feel about launching a new business? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? Which is, like, the most lowball question of all time. And Sasha just, like, loses it. <laughs> just, it was so funny. Yeah, it, 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 so... it kind of was. She was just like, I don't know. I can, like, barely think about tomorrow. Which, like, to be fair, same. Right, right. Like, hard same, Sasha. But just full tears. Yeah. And then Maxie's like, what did you say to Sasha? Yeah. And Lulu's like, nothing, I start the future. And Maxie's like, recaps the whole scandal, but she's like... In she, a very Maxie way. Oh, God, she was so mad. She's like, well, duh, her future sucks. She, like, doesn't know what's going to happen with Chase. She and Michael are not together. Um, but don't ask her about her personal life. We have a photo shoot to do. Um, so that was funny. Maxie's um, interesting. I love Maxie. Do, is this where she gets in Sasha's face, or is that the next one? I think that's the next one. Okay. Um, uh, Carly threatens the lawyer by dropping Sunny's name. Yeah. I'm like, like I, uh, she's as subtle as, oh my god, she's not subtle at all. And it's, none of it is like... Helpful? Helpful. Mm. Or like, does he really, of course he knows who Sunny is. Like, it's just not great. Um, Sasha is sad, has a flashback about Michael being angry. Um, uh, Robert thinks Holly might still be alive, whatever. Um, like, uh, Lulu is like, Chase, go. Chase walks into the, the deception office for some reason, and Lulu's like, okay, Chase, go fix Sasha. Um, Wait, so did we skip where Maxie yells at Sasha then? Because was that before Chase got there? Oh, may- maybe I did. Oh, okay. I just, I just really enjoyed it. Because okay. she was like, Sasha, I want to care about your personal life, we don't have fucking time for this shit. And just kind of is oh, like, yeah. look, I will hold your hand tomorrow while you cry it all out, but today you need to get your shit together because we are all depending on you and I've got a whole crew here and this deception launch like depends on you, so pull it together. And I was just like, yes, thank you, Maxie. Like, I don't really care about the deception launch, but Sasha is just like falling apart, yes. girl. And like, this is your job. Um... You're right. My but only... she's, like, personally invested in. It's not like she just got hired off the street. Like, yeah. she and Maxie and Lucy are doing this big launch, and Maxie's like, come on. Lucy's not even there for some reason, but Maxie's, like, losing it trying to make this photo shoot happen. Well, Sasha also hasn't done anything with, de- with Deception since the very first episode of General Hospital that I watched. <laughs> so she ha- hasn't been very um, dialed into the Deception mm. process. True. Um Although, I don't know how much time this passed in real time. It could have been four days. Um, <laughs> and you're right. I did just, to capture that entire angry monologue, I just wrote personal life. So I didn't remember what it was in reference to. Um, all right. Okay. So this is, like, there's been, like, six scenes I have no notes on. But um, then Laura and Valentine sit down. And yes. it's fascinating. Um, cause like, Laura's sort of been defending Valentine all around town, but especially with Lulu. So they're talking about how, you know, Lulu's going to stick to the 50-50 custody they had 
outlined Valentine kind of thanks Laura for um, helping. And then he said, you know, I'd intended to let her go for her own good, but now I realize that from in Charlotte's perspective, it would be like I abandoned her. And then he's like, Laura, I was abandoned, and look at me. And I was like, what? He's like, I don't, I can't think of a, um, a, a, a similar storyline or anything like that. There's nothing I can exactly think of that quite matches this, but like when an evil person's like looking at themselves in the mirror and they, they try to be better. Maybe it's like Sam on Supernatural when he lost his soul and he like, he was like, okay, and he would just check in like, I want to do the right thing. What is that though? <laughs> That's what Valentine seems like right now. He's just like, um, I can tell I'm a bad person, but I did just meet with my lawyer about the ELQ shares, so I still really want all the money and power in the world. But, but I know that's wrong. Help me, Laura. You're my only hope. <laughs> um, it was very interesting. So I just want to keep talking about them. So, um, you know, she's like, okay, okay, that's good. Um, and then she kind of does this little check-in about her son. And she's like, just want to, just a real quick question, no big deal. Um, just want to see if you have any active plans for a retribution against my son Nicholas and my grandson Spencer. And he's like, no, I don't have any active plans going. <laughs> super, super fair check-in because he fully shot her son and then got into a very public feud with his, like, 11-year-old son. Yeah. So, you know, fair. That's a fair yeah. check-in. And I think she's, like, very measured. She's like, I do want to help you. I want you to be a good father to my other grandchild. Um... I support your redemption arc, but let me ask real quick about murdering my other son. Which is why I like Laura, and why I was so horrified, like, last episode when I thought she was, like, fucking with Robert, knowing about Holly, because I'm like, Laura, you're better and smarter than this. This is why Laura's so good, because she's being very pragmatic. She's not like yeah. Nina, who's just sort of, like, blind, not totally blind to Valentine's faults, but... Definitely gives him and now Nell way more leeway than they deserve. Mm -hmm. Laura's, like, cautiously supportive. Yeah. And and is not dropping the ball on things like, you know, are you going to try to, you know, maim or otherwise do bad things to my family members that you're not personally connected to? Right, So right. she she goes about it uh, in a much, much better way than Nina. She's also the anti-Carly, because Carly would just... Yeah. Like, blow up about defending a family member, and Laura's like, I'm going to play some cards. Mm -hmm. Not in, like, a manipulative way, but, no. like... Um, and And it wasn't... He knew what she was asking, and it was maybe another also than, like hey, I'm just going to say out loud that, like, I support you, but this is... She's kind of drawing a line. Yeah, like for sure. Um, and, and it was great, too, because he was very... He answered her kind of in kind. Like, it was a genuine question, and he answered, like, kind of facetiously, well, yeah, I've got no, like, active plans, but it was also, like, a genuine response. I mean, yeah. not that he would tell her, I guess, if he did, but it didn't feel like he was hiding something yeah. from her. They're, like, they're, like, listening and understanding each other. It's... They're yeah. having a good subtext conversation. I, right. I wouldn't call them friends at this point, but I think he knows... Best <laughs> They're best friends now. I, I think he knows that he can trust her to be honest with him. Mm -hmm. And he clearly values her 
as he, I mean, he's kind of trying to use her as his conscience. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was saying. Right, right. Because his internal one is uh, broken. broken. It's broken. Well, that's exactly. Okay, so the next thing. So, okay, Nicholas and Spencer are safe. Um, And then she's like, you know, you've been given a second chance. You should use it wisely and be the man you are meant to be. And he's like, who is that? (laughs) Which is so funny. And it was so so broken. Yeah. Like, he, he was like, but, but who is that? Who who am I, I without know. all this other stuff? And then and then she's like, well, like she's talking to like, she's like kind of laying it all out. She's yeah. like, well, that's someone who values his, their family over money. And he's like, oh. <laughs> I I really wish again, God. So I watched. Missed, oh sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say so many missed opportunities for like history. N- not even necessarily actual flashbacks, but we've we've like in the loosest, broadest possible way touched on this. But when, many, many years ago, Laura was kidnapped by the Cassidines and his half-brothers, Stavros and Stefan, um, Stavros uh, uh, raped her and Nicholas was conceived, but she had, she was, they held her for, kept her for like a really long time and she had an affair with Stefan. Like Stockholm Syndrome? Ew. Um... Probably he's one of her. That. He's one of her like captors. Well, I don't think he. It was. I, I think it was Stavros is the one who's obsessed with her and who kidnapped her. So I, yeah. I'm not sure that Stefan had any uh, uh, hand in her original kidnapping. Um, I mean, he was fully an adult and so probably could have done something more. But he, he ended up like bringing Nicholas back into town. That's how like Nicholas was introduced. Like when he was a teenager, it was the first time like we met him. A lot of this was like off screen when like Laura had like left the show. Anyway, my point being here that she knew his family very well and and could have spoken to, like, what his brother Stefan was like. Because I'm not sure that Valentine ever met them or, or knew them very well. And Stefan was kind of one of the quote-unquote good Cassidines, sort of. He went back and forth. Um, but she didn't she didn't bring up his, his brothers at all, which could have been a really... There could have been some interesting parallels. Oh, just like your brother Stefan redeemed himself... Yeah, I mean, it, it was a little bit different. I'm not saying it's, like, the exact same situation, but Laura's got a lot of connections to that family, and that could have been an interesting, like, connection for her to bring up. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good point. Um, I would just watch a whole series spinoff of Laura and Valentine and her being his conscience, and he just moves around the world and, like, checks in with her. It'd be so cute. She's like his morality sponsor. Yeah. Or not, is that, yeah. No, yeah, that's absolutely right. I love um, that. So maybe she can get him little, like, good person, gold star chips or something. I, oh, oh, there's only four more episodes. They're not going to get to it. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so. <laughs> then, okay, so Nina has had all these, like, she sits down with Jax, and she's like, I had a weird day. I went, I ran into Sasha, and I had felt the need to comfort her. I realized Maxie was drowning in self-doubt during this deception thing, and I went and boosted her confidence. And, you know, Charlotte, like normal. So she, she's like, you know, I had this realization that I am, maybe she's trying to say she was a mother. Yeah, I think all her, like, mom feelings are spilling out until the yeah girls in her And life. then, so... That that's fine. That tracks, and it, it's the mom thing is like taking care of people, but also specifically it's supporting these people 
that you once were really close with that you're not you're kind of mad at right now, but you rise above that. Yeah, and like Sasha, she for a long time thought was her daughter. Charlotte, she was sort of stepmom figure to, and Maxie, younger female relation, not mm-hmm. necessarily her daughter, but her her like baby brother's wife. Yeah. Um so like I'm like, okay, she's ready to try to find her daughter. And she kind of says that to Jackson. He's like, oh, great, well, I'm going to help you f- find your daughter. And she's like, no. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm, I have to stand on my own. Um, I thought she was going to say, I don't need, not like, I don't need to find my daughter, but she's like, I'm fulfilled. I don't need to go on this wild goose chase that might break my heart. Mm-hmm. But in this, she says, I'm going to find my child myself. And I'm like, because, like, I get the point she's making, but, like, about, like, being independent, but, like, if you want to go find your long-lost child, use every resource available to you, is would be my advice. Mm-hmm. But she's going to make this a, a personal quest. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, Nina, that's fine. Um, my, uh, oh, sorry. My other favorite thing whenever anyone's trying to find someone who's, like, missing um, is that Half the time, it's like they forget that they personally know at least two PIs. Right. Three if Spinelli's in town. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, reach out to all of her connections, Valen, you know? Well, right, right, but PIs specifically, literally, they exist to, like, find missing people. Right, right. Among other things. Um, alright, quick little, little quick hits about, as we're, we're getting close to the courtroom. Um, so and yet Di- so far. And so far. Diane is like, okay, great, here we go. Carly, don't let the other lawyer go to you, which is the funniest thing I've heard because, of course, Carly can't help but be goaded by everything. Yeah. Um, the judge is named Richard Lowe. Why do we care? I don't know. I wrote it down. Okay. Where's Nell? I was just like, I had nothing. Like, nothing was happening. Um, so Nell's not there. The lawyer is stalling. Um... The Angie, the makeup person, or the maybe she's the no, I think it's the PA who brings her maxi coffee. Yeah. Uh, just gives Sasha some drugs. Well, she's she is now a model. All models must do drugs. Yes. It is a contractual obligation. It was not subtle. Um, <laughs> what? Drugs? Um, I, I don't know enough about drugs to guess what she gave her. It was some kind of white powder. Probably cocaine. Oh, I was going to say, I have cane. <laughs> You've developed a tolerance for iodine powder. So, like, I wasn't sure. So, I wasn't sure what storyline they were going to give Chase and then Sasha next. Because mm-hmm. if Willow and Michael are doing a marriage plot, they have to do something. Yeah, they can't just hang out on the sidelines looking sad while right. Michael and Willow are married. I mean, they could, but it would get real, real bad. Right. And it looks like, I don't know about what, exactly what Chase is going to do, but it looks like they're going to just give. Sasha, a downward spiral, because it always starts with drugs. Um, those downward spirals. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, that was the most telegraphed, it might be more telegraphed than the Nina's necklace thing, because Sasha bursts out in a red dress, I just want to say, for the record, um, looking great, manic energy, let's go, let's do this, and they're like, she's back, and then it slowly and dramatically pans back into the dressing room over all the makeup station to the empty little drug v- container. Which then my comment 
about, like, not knowing anything about drugs is it seemed like there was a lot of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Like, a lot of drugs in that vial. Like, it was, like, a full vial. It was, was, like, as big as, like, my thumb, maybe, the vial. Mm -hmm. And it was looked pretty full of whatever sort of white substance. And then it panned to, like, a fully empty vial. So and she, I was like, that she did seems like, like too much. She did, like, three lines real quick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, that's the storyline. That, that's that They're going to go down that storyline with her. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking forward to that. That's not going to be Me neither. Fun. It sounds like it's, it's not going to be the fun kind of drama. Yeah. It's and it's and it's not even gonna be like the whole like Mike and Sonny storyline, which I wouldn't call fun, but it's it's dramatic and it's like touching and you know this whole like family story. It's not gonna be that, and it's not gonna be fun drama. It's just gonna be depressing drama. And like, who is someone gonna save her? Is it gonna be Chase? Is it gonna be Michael? Is it uh, is it gonna be Nina? Well, not to get too soapboxy, but it's gonna take more than one save or one person like coming to her rescue if she yeah. if she really goes down this path. Um, you know, but like, that's the thing, cause only, okay, okay, but here, because I think part of the problem is, and why, like, no one can really, <laughs> I'm extrapolating into the future, but, um, anyone who might try to h- help and support her doesn't know the real reason she's so devastated and upset, except Chase and Finn and Carly. So that should be the team that helps Sasha. Yes. Well, and, and Carly, for all her lack of subtlety and kind of mama bear aggressiveness, um, you also want her in your corner. Uh-huh. And she knows what Sasha's done for Michael. She would help Sasha if Sasha needed it. It, it. You know, assuming she becomes aware of what's going on with Sasha. And then Finn, which I think has been touched on in passing, but I don't know if you'll recall, um, Finn is in AA with Alexis. He's in AA? Oh, okay. So he might, knowing the truth and having that sort of experience to draw from, might be a really good friend to have in Sasha's corner right now, too. Yeah, that would be good. Because everyone would just, like, you know, everyone in the town is, like, judging her for cheating on Michael, and she needs, she needs, she needs friends who, like, she can be open with, because... It may take some time because of, like, all the judging, but Maxie might be a good friend, too, for her in this case, because she's not, like, totally turned her back on her, obviously. She's like, yeah, 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 we can cry about it tomorrow. And Maxie also has some firsthand knowledge of how bad addiction can be, because, oh. remember, she um, fed Lucky Pills for a while, so he would sleep with her. Mm-hmm. She's past that, but, so she kind of had a front row seat to Lucky destroying his life. Gotcha. Alright, so yeah, that was a lot of, like, moving parts, a lot of chaos, um, lots of stuff with the photo shoot, which is whatever, but then we end with Nell bursting into the courtroom in a wedding dress, the most incredible thing just happened, and then Carly gets in a great eye roll to camera, and we cut to black. But now we know where Jocelyn gets it from! Yes, yes, good eye roll in that family. Um, so, I'm so mad, um, I don't know who Nell married, I literally was thinking of every character on the show who, who like, just trying to rule them out. So, like, who's available unmarried. Who's available unmarried and not, and their whereabouts are unaccounted for. Because, like, for example. On the morning in question. On the morning in question. Okay. 
because like for example and I'm ruling no one out I'm just like this could be absolutely anyone okay um but like Finn is technically unmarried but he was with Anna all morning okay um what else have we got okay so okay so the the obvious people I won't list all the people I know are married unmarried notably would be uh Finn TJ Technically, yes. Whose presence was not accounted for. True. We did not see him all morning. Um, Brando. Oh my god, I forgot about Brando. Yeah, and he, he, like, I've said this so much, he doesn't know what's happening in this, in this <laughs> town, or on this show. Yeah, um, he just, he could just have run into this poor woman whose child is being taken from her, and, oh my god, I, see, now I almost wish it was Brando, because then, Is it Sonny, not? I don't know. Oh, we okay. there. Okay, I thought I'm you just, knew. I'm just saying... It would be so great because Sonny and all the rest of his family members would just be like, Brando, what the fuck? He's and like, Brando would be like, uh, she seems so, like, innocent. She, she likes horses. <laughs> she, she loves ponies. Yeah. Um, okay, so actually now I want Brando to, yeah. to, be the, to, be, to be the person. I think they made it pretty clear it has to be Julian. Wait, wait, we haven't gone through everything. I know, I know, but like... Julian's the only one she's been talking to other than her lawyer. Mm-hmm. He is um, unmarried. He's unmarried. Jax is unmarried, but he's a, his whereabouts are accounted for. Right. Um, Jason is technically unmarried. <laughs> True. Um, oh, gosh. My, my favorite, Chase, but we saw him at the police station, so we know where he's been all morning. Right. Are Lucas and Brad divorced? Ooh. That's hilarious, because that would not be the case in a million years, that it would be either of them, but pretty sure, ooh, I don't know, actually. Well, Brad's in prison, so it wouldn't be him. I mean, it's not Lucas, but I don't know if they're technically divorced or not. Okay. Uh, she could have married Christina. Christina's unmarried. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically Molly is as well. And, and Sam. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anyone else in town? In, uh, oh, Dustin. Dustin is unmarried. Brooklyn is unmarried. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Brit's in Boston. Oh, yeah, Brit's out of town. Okay, so speaking of out-of-town people, there'd be two who'd be wild if she showed up with, because they're still, like, alive and around and referenced, and actually, I think both referenced either in this episode or the one right before it. Um, Dylan Courtney, unmarried. Okay. okay. Or Dante. He and Lulu are divorced. Oh, right, right. We and they've been talking that. about him a lot recently. And I mean, it's not going to be Dante. But wouldn't it be wild if then, like, the ne- we start the next episode and Dante fucking walks in and he's like, yeah, I'm, I, uh, I'm married now. Yeah. Abandoned my family for a year. And abandoned is strong. He's, you know, dealing with his mental health issues. But if he just, like, rolled into town married to Nell, wild. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, Remember Michael's brother. Oh, right. So that right. would be, that might be even more dramatic than Brando. Yes. Although I still think Brando's the funniest option. <laughs> he just doesn't know. He's just, he's just like, he's just along for the ride. Just, yeah, yeah. See, now I just want it to be Brando. Um, also, Nell and Molly could get into it. Oh, yeah. Molly's like, yeah, yeah, no, let's, let's get that, uh, civil union, um, and then just losing her shit over Brando and Nell. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty funny. That would be funny. Um, okay, so. I think that's all. I just want to watch the first five minutes of the next episode to see who it is. Which I may or may not do. 
Um, so let's just real quick do best first character. Okay. Do I still get to go first? Um, no, you went first last time. Oh, okay. I don't know if this is an always thing because... Oh, no, we should be, we should... We should be fair. Go back and forth. Okay. Um, okay. So. Oh, sorry. My last guess for who it oh. could be would be... Or, or of good possibility, but his actions were all accounted for would be mm. Valentine. Yeah. Am I just saying his name wrong? No, you're finally saying it right. Oh, okay, it's, good. It's not like the holiday. Yeah. Valentine. Valentine. Um, okay, so I think my favorite, my least favorite character was... Oh, Robert Sundance. Robert Sundance. But we saw him all morning. We saw him all morning. Um... I think ugh, my least favorite character, not like I feel bad for her, but I don't like where this is going, is Sasha. I just like drugs. I don't want to do a drug storyline. Um, so I didn't love that. Also, um, set an alarm, maybe. <laughs> um, I, and I liked a lot of people. Can, can I tie Laura and Valentine? Because I yeah. loved their scenes. I, their scenes were super fun, and that's what I was wanting. Like, we got so much Valentine and Lulu and Laura stuff, like, two and a half weeks ago, and then it hasn't been touched since. Mm-hmm. So I love that we circled back to that. So, yes. All right, nice. now you. Okay. So, least favorite character of the episode for just, like, the teeniest, tiniest reason. Oh, that's the best kind. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Willow, twice in one episode referred to herself as Mrs. Michael Corinthos, which I always just find such a weird thing. Like, I don't mind her taking his name, but then, like, your name is still Willow, just Mrs. Willow Corinthos. Like, it just bugs me that she was referring to herself as Mrs. Michael Corinthos. Yeah, I guess it was to just really drive the point home. I know. I just think it's, ugh. It's, mm, don't like that. So, least favorite character of the episode. Gotcha. Um, favorite character of the episode. Um, I, I really liked Maxie's kind of dressing down of Sasha when she was like, get your shit together and leave your personal stuff at the door. We don't have time for your nonsense. So I'm going to say Maxie is my favorite character of the episode. Nice. Although, also kind of shout out because that Valentine Lawrence scene was very, very good. Very good. All right, do you have an official prediction for who Nell married? Or you know things? I just... Okay, I might know things. Look, the <gasps> okay. internet is okay. really talkative. Okay, um, so don't, don't, don't say a word then. Okay. But I think, I think it, it's telegraphed, it's Julian, but I hope it's someone else. And I know it's not, but I hope that's Brando. Because it's, it's the best concept I've come up with yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... For sure. Because here's the thing. I know I've been like, oh, she should marry Chase. Um, but I knew that would never in a billion years happen. Um, but the Brando thing is, like, even funnier to me. <laughs> and in the realm of possibility, although we haven't seen him in a hot minute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lucky is out of town and unmarried, and it would be a very dramatic return. He also would not do this. But I just thought of that. Alright, well, we'll find out very soon. The thing that surprised me the most was 
when it cut to the hospital scene, I was like, oh, there's a hospital, there's an actual hospital in this, which sounds dumb, <laughs> but I'd never thought about what the title was for.